get going here in a few seconds. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. We'll start right at the... Right, we're perfect. We've been talking for five minutes. We'll erase the previous five minutes, and we'll start right now with episode 11 of the Terribly Vex podcast with me, Justin, and... Hey, me, Josh. Here we are, once again. Once again. How the hell are you? Oh, great. How are you? I'm okay. Nothing really new to report. Uh, current events. Current events. Oh, I got something for you. What do you think about this? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the laundry kid. I think he killed his gal. The laundry of, kid. You heard about this? Brian Laundry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The Florida couple, that, right? It's got my. It's got my interest. I am. Uh, did he kill her? Yes. Yeah. They, they found her body. Yes, they just found her body, right? Yeah. And, and then uh, he's missing now. He's on the run. Yeah. So. He went back to Florida, right? I think so. And that's they're searching some national park or preserve or something down there. pulled them over a few days ago or a week ago? It was a while ago. Yeah. They, and they were like in their a, van on the... Yeah, and they were arguing. Yeah. 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 And then he said, you can just spend the night apart. Yeah, yeah. And then the dude showed back up home. They were on a cross-country van trip. Right. And he showed up back back home without her and wouldn't talk to anybody until he got a lawyer. Yeah, I was reading about that. Uh, so he just, oh, well, you know, she's she went somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home now. And then his, I guess, people seem to be saying that his parents are probably hiding him. Or he's got some, at least has some family members or friends that are helping him. Has to. Hide out have to right in florida i don't know you get me it seems like they got they're pulling out all the stops if you will drones dogs oh yeah helicopters they're gonna find his ass yeah i think running i don't know even if i was guilty i like to think i wouldn't go on the run like that because it's not like a movie you're gonna get found and it's gonna make it all it's gonna make it so much worse. Unless that's just the punishment that's been drilled into me. Just come out now, or it's gonna be worse later. Yeah. Am I still disbelieving all that? Would you run? Um, twenty-two years old. Well, he's a whole uh, life ahead of you. Not. It's over now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. He's not. He's yeah. not. Um. You know. Would I? Yeah. Well, I'd like to think I wouldn't kill anyone. No, but if you did, an argument obviously must have just gotten out of hand. <laughs> right. He, like, maybe hit her. I don't know the specifics of, you know, just that she her body was found. Yeah. I didn't see a cause of death or anything like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. But I'm just saying. Let's just say you did have an argument. You were, Back then, when you were 22, you had a little argument. You maybe pushed her. Not oh, even, yeah. Not even Run. trying to be I'm hurtful. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> she fell and cracked her head open. So where is he going to go? He's You can't, you can't. Uh, you know. No. Yeah. Especially now with uh, the way everything's digital. Yep. Money. Yeah. Debit. Funds over. He's not, he's not going far. Yeah. I don't know. That, that and rightly so. Piece of shit. <laughs> well... That depends on what she did. <laughs> right. I'm kidding, of course. But 
as far as current events go, that's the one that's got my interest at an all-time high right now. Not COVID? I am done with COVID stuff, I think, for the most part. Although I have heard it's getting pretty, pretty bad in certain parts of the world now. Namely? Zealand, Australia. It's kicking off in New Zealand That's again? That's what I heard. I heard something. Well, I didn't hear. I read, some, read a headline, something about New Zealand. And uh, Well, they've got pretty strict lockdowns in place there. I know. And uh, mandates. Yeah. Which? In your Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. To me, that seems like a way to go if you're going to try to stop it. But we can't do that here. God knows. They've got about, in Australia, they've got about 1,000 deaths. And what's the population? About 25 to 30 million. So. I so suppose one could argue that um, all of those mandates and lockdowns have been effective when you've got such a low number. Yeah, you you would think so. And in the U.S., we're at about 600, 700,000 deaths, if you believe the numbers. If you don't think that those numbers have perhaps been manipulated a little bit mm-hmm. or inflated. Or if perhaps uh, some COVID deaths have been incorrectly attributed. Uh, yeah. Which I think is the case with a lot of the numbers. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not a, I'm not one of those guys. I'm just saying. You don't like Trump. Or you do. You're a Trumper? Is that I, what you're saying? I'm not a Trumper. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a Trumper. But I'm not anti-right. I'm, ass- not, I'm not anti-anything Republican ever. People would assume that you are if you're questioning the well, narrative. That's true. Yeah, because we need to have that. We have that, the, what, what do they call it? The, the tribal need to argue and pick a side and stick with it. We can't just, we can't, you know, can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know? Right. That's what I say. I have, um, I was telling you about this last night, uh, this was the, uh, I know a couple of people down in Australia, in the land down under, and uh, I was having a conversation with one of these people that will remain anonymous. No, okay, never mind, go ahead, sorry. No, what were you going to say? Say, so you said, I just want to get people excited, because you said down under, and people have obviously seen the title of this episode. We're not talking about down there. No, we're not talking about the hollow earth yet. Yeah. We're talking about Australia. 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 And, uh, you know, we just, you seem to be having some technical difficulties, perhaps? Well, I mean, I don't want to get too technical here, but we're using GarageBand, and my waveform is not showing up as I'm recording, but you're loud and clear. That's it. I'm just trying to adjust it, but I'm just going to stop messing with it because something will happen. I'll deal with it later. So we're going to continue on continue. and just hope that everything's okay on your side. Everything's Everything is recording. It's just your waveform is it's nice and beautiful, and mine is practically non-existent. Practically non-existent. So do you think that's going to be a problem when we go to playback? I'll, hey, I'll boost, I'll boost me just ever so slightly higher than you. So, Okay. Go ahead, though. Oh, anyway. I'm sorry. Before we get into the, you know, the fantastical world of the hollow earth, uh, 
just wanted to kind of give give you a little uh, sort of boots on the ground, firsthand account of kind of what's going on because we've seen some pretty wild stories from Australia: lockdowns, the mandates, and uh, this uh, person I was having a conversation with. They um, they were just it seemed like they they were beginning to see some discrepancies in how the rich, wealthy areas, cities of Australia, neighborhoods were being treated versus some of the other working class or poor neighborhoods in regards to lockdowns. And uh, essentially the same problem that we're having here and all over the other parts of the world where the sort of elites and the powerful control the media and the government, Mm -hmm. those same issues are happening there. You know? Makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Uh, It's just uh, interesting to see that they, you know, they don't have, like right now, they don't have the ability to um, travel over the interstate. I guess they essentially can't leave their cities. And they can't leave the country, and nobody can go in. I knew about that. I didn't know about the city, the interstates and everything. That's... I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, probably leave the city, but they can't go state to state. Yeah. You know, that's illegal. And can you just imagine what it would be like if that sort of lockdown was put in place here? I was just thinking. I'm pretty sure we'd go to war It'd be, with each yeah, other. Civil war. For yeah. sure. Without a doubt. We wouldn't, uh, I don't, it would be total chaos. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just, you know, to paraphrase a lot of uh, what this person was saying, it's some pretty scary stuff, man. And again, you could argue, you know, those uh, lockdowns and mandates were effective. They've got a population of about 25 million in Australia and uh, only just over, if you believe the numbers, a thousand deaths. So, so it's working. Yes, it seems to be. Yeah. If if you were living in Australia, though, wouldn't you just go to the middle? Just try to get, just, just go towards the center and just try to live as long as you could. What do you want? What do you want to kill you? Right. At that point. So what, what was your, what was your source saying? Just that it's starting to get crazy there? As far yeah. as all the. Yeah, I, because uh, I was talking recently. This was last week. But then uh, last year, sent the same uh, folks uh, some messages down there in 2020 just to kind of see what was going on at that point. Things hadn't quite kicked off where they're at now. Things are pretty, you know, you see, and I've seen lots of, because the reason I sent the message was just to see if, sort of confirm some of the stories and videos I've seen where the protests and stuff were taking place. Yeah. They're pretty, looking pretty violent. Not American violent. No, <laughs> like no. we are. We've sort of got the market cornered for that, but uh Yeah. Nonetheless, uh just, you know sort of seeing a lot of the same yeah government overreach mm-hmm. and just we're seeing uh the people being treated in different ways. Yeah. I mean isn't, isn't that how it is in like a democracy where it's supposedly the government's there for the people. Right. Right. Whereas you got another country, perhaps, where the government's just openly in charge. They seem to have it a little more under control. 
take away a little bit. Uh, we take a little bit, a little bit of our freedom, just in in for the better, the greater good. And then we go in. We surge. We get into fits. We riot. Whereas in Russia, let's say, it's just you're gonna do this. <laughs> and that's that's how. It's, what, what country was it at the very beginning? There was was it Thailand? I think they were spraying down. The streets, if you were outside, they would just hose you down. With hose those, you down? Yeah, with those giant fire uh, hose things. I'm not sure. But, I mean, I don't I don't know. I've been saying this for a while now. We need. We, I think we need some of that here. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, in certain places, it's getting like that, right? Yeah. Your uh, New York's and your uh, California, which, by the way, I'm thoroughly convinced now, as they're putting more of these like uh, mandates and and things on with like these passports, I guess where you have to show your vaccine cards and yeah. things to get into restaurants, they're really trying to lower their populations in these places. I mean, think about how many people live in like the metro area, like Los Angeles and New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just tens of millions of people up there. I think I think they really want to get people out of there. Uh, you know. As we've talked about in other episodes, where we know people that live and, and work here, obviously, that are seeing the upsurge of California, Michigan, New York refugees yeah. uh, the past year, year and a half, whatever. And, you know, I, I really think they're that's part of their intention now is to just to push people out. I can see that. In my humble opinion, I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, get people out of your, you know, because you, they're overburdened anyway. 100%. I think New York City is probably overburdened yeah. uh, with their population at this point. I, I'd say so. San Francisco sure as shit is. Los Angeles. I mean, you know, San Diego, Los Angeles, all that stuff down there. I mean, there's just... What is there? 40 million people down there, right? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'll check the figures and get back to you. It's a lot. Yeah, for sure. I just think they want to get people out of their cities. and uh, Just to like thin the herd a little bit? Thin or? the herd. Cull, yeah. cull them out a little bit, you know? Yeah, makes sense. So what do you do to do that? You, don't, you, never go, you can't just go say, hey, people, move uh, to North Carolina, move to Tennessee, move to... You know, wherever, Colorado, I mean, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, all these states are just being inundated with people Yeah, from these uh, these areas of the country where there's so many people. So what do you do? You make it uncomfortable for them, right? Yeah. Because if you were living there, I mean, would you like, you know, if you weren't vexed, you know, and you were like, yeah, I just want to go get some dinner, want to go to a movie. Yeah. And they take that away from you. Mm-hmm. You're probably say to hell with it plus the taxes are already just ridiculous the cost of living is ridiculously high anyway yeah that was like one of the things with new york and la mainly those two and like during the whole pandemic the people were getting the hell out of there yeah and it's not gonna stop and that, yeah and like nashville was a big one nashville was a big place people chose a lot of people to. yeah a lot of people coming to tennessee unfortunately yeah because hey, it was so good you walk around my pissing grounds either what, what was that from falling down Remember that? He's yeah. I've, I've wandered onto your your pissing grounds, and you've taken offense. That just reminded me of that scene. Love it. 
So. I wouldn't want you in my backyard either. That's what. I, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just you know having a conversation there. Somebody in Australia, give me some firsthand account of what's going on. Yeah. It was uh. They're they're they they. Let me try that again. They are there now. Yeah. Not like families there. Are they okay? These are Australians. Yeah. Certified. <laughs> okay. I love it. <sighs> so, is that all they said? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't want to get into specifics. Um, it was just... Uh, Who were they again? Name them? Sorry. Uh, okay. That was a Sorry, test. bro. That was a test. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, so you want to... You want to get into this, into, right? Do you want to into our main topic? Today? I suppose we can get into the whole uh, hollow earth. Yeah, the inner earth, hollow earth, the fantastical. Yeah, the amazing. So before this, did you what, what did you know about it? Did you know Absolutely about it? nothing. Yeah, I and by the way, if you're listening to this episode. And you are looking for a lot of just incredible information on the Hollow Earth. I don't know that you're going to get it from this one, but there's 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 going to be some good, solid bullet points, some some general basic stuff that can send you off in the right direction. I've got some yeah, books that I was going through, and I'm going to list all those here at some point. At the very least, that's what we're going to provide you. Yeah. Yeah, and there might even be, I'm just going to go ahead and tease it now, a little giveaway... Contest later. Hollow Earth related. But, uh, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> don't fast forward. So, how do you want to do this? You got your notes. Where I'm, I just, I, what, In my bullet points here, I just have the basic wiki definition of, of Hollow Earth. Right, in case somebody doesn't know what the hell... That even means when we're saying hollow earth. Right. Let's go ahead and, you know, start from the very beginning. The hollow earth theory is a concept proposing that the planet earth is entirely hollow or contains a substantial interior space. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it could mean a lot of different things. Right. Which one, which one do you want to start with? Does the history... Yeah, I because guess we're gonna have to go all the way back, huh? I think, I think you got to start with religion, right? Every, every religion down the line almost has got a, a concept of an inner earth, hell, right? So <laughs> is you, it all? Is you, it always a hell? It's always it's but whatever they call it, it's always down below. It's always underground. Just keep talking right now because I'm looking for something in my. Uh so there are, I know it's yeah. So I mean, obviously the religion, every everybody knows that. But as far as the scientific theory of hollow earth, that I'll go ahead and tell you was uh, it was first proposed in 1692 by a man named Edmund. Now here's the thing, Edmund Haley. Now Haley may sound familiar to you. What was that? I think that was my tablet. I love it. Now, Edmund Haley was best known for uh, 
discovering Halley's Comet. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that. Josh, are you? Yep. Yep. So he's English. He was a mathematician, physicist. You know, he was a, an astronomer royal. One of those kings back then made him a, uh, you know, royal astronomer. So he he wasn't just some guy. He was like he was a, he was a, a scientific advisor to the king. He was the man. Is that what you're looking at? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you looking at like what are you looking at over there? Anything that that you want to jump in, or are you looking at like the later on? No, no, no. I was just uh, I was reading some Edmund Haley stuff myself. Okay. Not a good time to be reading. Do, do you have when you're live and you're right in the middle of your podcast? That's perfect. Give me tidbits. God, I'm sweating my ass off. I know here. it's hot down here. I'm sorry. I am hot. We'll get that taken care of. Not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No. Um. Yeah. So you're you're talking about Edmund, right? You're telling us all about, all about Eddie, Eddie Haley, or Halley. I also heard it pronounced Halley. That's how I guess they pronounced it then. How it's properly pronounced is Halley. But obviously, we all don't know how he wanted it to be pronounced. Not now. Nope. So, he, 1692 is when he first brought it up, and he proposed. Do you have the thing about the rings, the Earth's rings? He had there were three concentric yeah, rings. Yeah, I well I saw that when I was reading up on it. Yeah. So I it, don't know what the hell that means. It was an outer core or out I'm sorry, outer crust, a little bit of atmosphere, another ring of crust, another atmosphere, and then a bright center. So three different rings, if you will. Multiple layers. In in uh, in reading up on this and his the history of and his his theory on this, why did he come up with this? Where did he come up with this? That it was something to do. Like you know, of all the things he was working on, while the sudden did he was like, hey, you know what? North and South Pole. I think there's a big hole up there, and I think you can go inside the planet. Oh, that's a different guy that came up with the holes. But Edmund Edmund. Edmund Haley oh. had some, I guess, the compasses going crazy. He attributed that to stuff going down, down, underground. Gotcha. So then he came up with this whole, so he didn't whole have the theory. His stuff didn't revolve around um, there being a hole in the north and south. No, that came hole. later. That gotcha. was a guy named Captain John Sims, Sims Junior, and they, that's why they're called they're called Sims holes. Gotcha. He's saying there's two holes, one at each end of the poles, each pole, I guess. And that's how you enter into the kingdom of the hollow earth. <laughs> Agartha. Agartha. Is that how you say it? I think so. Agartha. But that, to me, if you say uh, it's A-G, is it two R's? A-G-A-R-R-T-H-A. To me, that's Agartha. Now, I th- I, you know, it's A-G-A-R-T-T-H-A. Two T's. Okay. Yeah, two T's. Maybe it is Agartha. The underground realm of Agartha. Well, it, the spelling's different sometimes. Yeah, sometimes okay. it's one T, sometimes it's two. Okay. Because that, to me, that's like saying Neanderthal. Like, even though Neanderthal is correct, you, I still think it sounds wrong. Uh, and, and from my notes, I'm seeing that uh, the underground realm of Agartha 
was first introduced to the Western world in 1886 by the French esoteric philosopher Alexander Saint Verdurey. That sounds right. <laughs> and yeah, his I guess book Mission de l'Ordre translated here wow. for the first time into English. And, wh- <laughs> and what year was that? 1886. 1986. This okay. is going to be the worst episode no, ever. No, because the captain, the Sims holes, that's a whole different, there's no Agartha involved with the Sims holes. Oh, this was just the realm that yeah. he came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agartha. Was, that's a, uh, Somebody said there's a hole here, and then he said, well, there's a whole underground realm there. Yeah. Well, th- they also... Dinosaurs. There's oh, a lot of stuff going aliens. on. Aliens. That's where aliens could be coming from, for all we know. From the poles. From the poles, or there's one in, was it was at Mammoth Cave. You'd be familiar with that in Kentucky. Kentucky. That is a supposed entrance as well, right in our neck of the woods. I think it's about four or five hours away from here. It's I've bad. never been up there before, though. It looks cool. I saw some pictures. But <laughs> <laughs> we should go another field trip. We, we won't go. take. Well, maybe. Yeah. I. We got to go to the wall too, you know. Oh yeah, Fort Mountain. I forgot about that. Moon Eyes, man. Which episode three, four, five? That kind of, to me, I was thinking a lot of stuff ties in here with the the Hollow Earth stuff happening down there. Because there's also another theory. It's not not the fact that it's just hollow. There's another theory called the Honeycomb Earth, and that's just there's just a cave system underground. If you get anywhere you want. Via these tunnels, which huh, makes sense to me. I mean, and that's could, yeah. Could that be where the moon-eyed people came from? There was that was part of it. I think that yeah. they, so you I'm know, saying. a lot a lot of these things were nocturnal, and then they would retreat into the into the ground. Yeah. Um. So that might be connected in some way. When we go up there, we'll find out. But until then. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> find out are we huh? yeah we'll, fi- we'll find out for you guys yeah we'll do that yeah we'll do that uh while we're on the subject here just while we're talking about this before we before we veer off again yeah you were talking about we're still under the heading of history here we're still kind of talking about the history of course we're uh all the i'm just looking at my notes here there's underground myths and uh, mm-hmm. folklore surrounding, you know, lots of these things. And, uh, you know, Norse, Celtic, Hindu, ancient Greek, and, of course, the Native American cultures all have some sort of underground realm mm-hmm. myth. I found one. Um, this is uh, just from Cherokee mythology, which was going to be here in our neck of the woods. Yep. Uh, let's, I'm just going to read it directly from the notes here. According to the Cherokee tradition hidden deep within the Smoky Mountains, right? It's near us as well. Yep. Um, this was just, uh, and I've heard this before. And actually, you know, I think on one of the guided hikes, Dwight brought this up because it hadn't been raining for a while. Okay. And there was just, the rivers were full up in the mountains. And uh, he was wondering, or I want to say somewhere in the area of Thunderhead Mountain. It's supposed to be between Thunderhead and, I think, Klingman's Dome. 
And this goes back to the Cherokee mythology. An underground lake. An enchanted underground lake Mm -hmm. that humans cannot see. Okay? Are you listening to me? I'm listening to you that humans cannot (laughs) see. (laughs) Yeah. Known as, I'm going to butcher this, Atagahi. All right? This magical lake (laughs) is an oasis for animals of every kind with thousands of water birds, fish, reptiles, and bears enjoying its waters. One story of the enchanted lake reveals itself to a young Cherokee man after days of fasting and continuous prayer, having proven that he has no intention to hunt at the Atakahi, which is the enchanted lake. Atakahi. The pure-hearted man is permitted to see the lake's stunning violet water and teeming wildlife. When his vision ends, the man marks the location of the secret lake with a pile of rocks. What do you think about that? Pile of rocks. That sounds familiar. Do you know what I'm saying? Nope. That's what the wall is now. That's where we're going to go see. I don't know. I was just trying oh, to connect Jesus. it all. Jesus. Yeah. would have never connected those dots I right know. there. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know. It's a common theme. The underground world. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It goes back a ways. That's all, that's all I'm trying to do with 100%. that little. I get it. You know, side note there. Yeah. Goes back. All right, I'm done. To the <laughs> All right, see you later. It goes back to, uh, that's I would say, pretty close to the beginning of human history. Right? It makes sense, I guess. You're walking around. You see some water bubbling out from there or a volcano, perhaps. You're like, eh, something's living down there. Then you make up stories. You know, like the Tibetans, they have Shambhala which I'm pretty sure they got from that Three Dog Night song. That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Dwight that day on the hike was just wondering where the water was coming from. It hadn't rained for months. It was very dry. This was a couple years ago. Makes a good point. Where was all the water coming from? The rivers were full. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Some sort of underground water source. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I read an article just recently. They were doing some uh, seismic searches and whatnot, trying to see what's down there. They discovered where. You know what? I wish I had that. That's what I was trying to look up. I should have. I should, you think I would have saved that, knowing this was coming up? But they they discovered a a large mass of water underground. They could hear. They could literally hear waves crashing. A lost sea? A lost sea. It was somewhere around, somewhere in Tennessee. I, I don't know where there's trout there, though, apparently. But they, no, but they said they they could hear the waves crashing on a shore in seismology terms. I'm not, you know, I don't know how you'd see that, but you know what I mean. And roughly around the size of the Atlantic Ocean, under the ground. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Which You're means, making that up. Nope. Which means if you could hear waves that means there's air there's there's some there's a pocket down there right if there's water perhaps there's some type of some type of life down there who knows that's a little strange it is it's odd uh, I, where did you, you know see what this? i just 
Oh. I don't. I, you know what? I had it up the other day. I should. <sighs> you know, damn me to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, it. Hey, just trust me. It's true. Okay. No, just just give it a Google, huh? Yeah. I mean, man, I know that's why you're here, but just give it a Google. <laughs> That's why you're listening to this uh, podcast for yeah. a little information. Yeah. Did you say the guy's name was Symes? Sims? Symes. Pronounced, it's S-Y-M-E-S, but it's pronounced Sims. Sims. From what I gathered. He was a captain in the U.S. Army. Yeah. Distinguished for service in the War of 1812. Oh, yeah. He came from a prominent family. His father, a colonel, a pioneer of the Northwest Territory, loaded money to government to finance the revolution. His cousin, Anna Harrison. Uh, First lady to William Henry Harrison was Benjamin Harrison's grandmother. Is that the one? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right. I've got some stuff on him. I had to scroll Do down. You? No, but I'll, uh, there's him. He's not just like some guy. Right? No. He's like a well-respected human being, as was Edmund. But this guy, you know, he said, you know, he's he he saw them, right? The holes. Sims. Sims. Yes. He did actually say he saw them. He said he saw them. Huh. So. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know about that. Well, here's the thing. Have you ever tried to Google Earth a picture of any of the the poles? Yes. They ain't there. I see. I wonder why that is. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, and uh, Admiral Byrd who was a big part of this also. Very big. Again, not some quack, you know. It's an admiral, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, once we actually start talking about him and getting into that whole thing, you know. Yeah. You couldn't even list all of his honors and awards and his, you know. Yeah. You mean, all of the would, numerous expeditions to the to the Arctic, Arctic and the Antarctic. Oh, yeah. There couple were just so many of them. A couple of operations he was in charge of. Yeah. You enjoy the operations. I like Operation operations. High Jump, Operation Deep Freeze. And, uh. But, like, the operations were basically just to go and establish a presence in the North and South Pole. That's what they were for, officially. That's right. I mean, I don't know. As I'm reading, yeah, I you know, in some of these things, I just was able to get the wiki, yeah, uh, start, just to bring them up for the podcast. But was that the point of the whole thing? Was just because like the there was bases they were wanting to build the base in McMurdo, I guess, in Antarctica. And yeah, so I, I go ahead. Like I've just got the um, the basic synopsis here for people. Just it was a this was Operation High Jump was a United States Navy operation to establish the Antarctic Research Base Little America 4. The operation was organized by Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd, August 26, 1946, ended in uh, February of 1947. And then Deep Freeze, officially titled the United States Navy Antarctic Developments Program, 55 to 56, uh, operation to establish the Antarctic Research Base Organized by Byrd, again, led by Rear Admiral Ethan Eric Larson. And again, it was uh, as part of a multinational 
collaboration for the international geophysical year let's see did that one go on a couple of years there was a lot of those expeditions down there though right yeah bird was appointed as an officer in charge of the u.s navy operation at that time in 56 55 56 which established permanent base in mcmurdo sound bay of wales and the south pole this was bird's last trip to antarctica and marked the beginning of a permanent u.s military presence in antarctica right but the his diary, the hollow Earth stuff, that has to do with the Arctic, yeah. not the Antarctic. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, See, he's, I'm he's up top. For not that. well versed in this hollow Earth. Yeah. So I don't know what exactly what's. Well, this hollow Earth guff, this, <laughs> this airplane guff, but. Uh, yeah, so Admiral, I mean, he he, well, he was no slouch. No, if you guy. go to his wiki page, it's the whole thing is just awards and honors and yeah, and the, like the Hollow Earth thing, I don't even think is on it really. I mean, on his wiki page, I think you have to like actually search out Admiral Byrd, Hollow Earth, and then it, then this stuff starts pouring out. Yeah, and like one thing I couldn't find, and maybe you know something about it, is where did. Where did the diary entry come from? Where that did that is up for debate? Okay, so that's what I thought. Some people say that it actually was him that wrote all this stuff down after that expedition to the Arctic. Yeah. Other people say he just told these stories to somebody, and some guy just claimed it to be a diary, or some guy just wrote it down and just made it all up. So we don't really know. Nobody really knows. But Bird did say that stuff did happen. He said that he he was. Do you want to go ahead and get into it now, or do you want to go into like a little bit more of like the earlier stuff? That or Sims? I don't know. I don't really have a lot more on Sims. I mean, he just you know the Sims holes. It's named after a guy named John Sims. Uh, I've got a couple of things here. Yeah, about Sims. And I I guess I mean it's it's all kind of happening around the same same time period. Just uh, the different the different notes of things of people that are, you know, not just interested in that, but um, just uh, the whole, like you know, for example, I'm, we're saying in the forties here the expeditions were taking place in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and his Arctic expedition. Just to go back to him for just a second, took place in nineteen twenty six. Is that when that would have happened? I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. No, yeah, just to go back a little bit before, did you hear about uh, Charles Hutton? No, I did not. This is back in, to go a little bit before, I mean, this is in 1774, where he heard this from Haley, and he's like, Haley was an idiot. This is not true. Check out this experiment. I'm going to bring up this experiment because apparently it's pretty important, this whole hollow earth thing. Okay. It's called the Schehalian experiment. Right. Did you read about that? I saw it, but I didn't. Uh, and the, um, It's it's S-C-H-I-E, Halian. Schehalian, but I saw a guy on a news broadcast say Schehalian in in that native accent. So okay. I'm sticking with that. But uh, did you look into that at all? I did not. Apparently, the Scahalian is a mountain where they conducted this test, 
and it was something that had to do with the density of the earth. If you hung something off of it at a right angle, such as, a, I believe they called it a, a plum, P-L-U-M-B, or something along those lines, heavy, it would curve in towards the dense mountain. Not curve, but hang towards the dense mountain. And, uh, supposedly, this did disprove the fact that the earth is hollow. Although, I don't know how the hell that disproves the earth is hollow. Does that make any sense to you at all? Uh, absolutely not. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand, but this is a big part of the hollow earth thing, is the Scahalian experiment proves that it was false. But I, I don't. Well, I don't at least you brought it up, so if somebody didn't know about it, they can go and <laughs> read for themselves. Google it. Because I will Yeah. right after this. Yeah, so that's, uh, I don't know, I just felt like I did see that, that term, though. I did see that term somewhere, but I just didn't. It didn't. Uh, I didn't read into it to see how important that was in regards yeah. to all this. Yeah. So there's that, uh, and really, as far as everything back then in those days, I don't have anything else. It's up to the point of these expeditions and what the sixteen seventeen hundreds. Yeah. And I, uh, Sims in the eighteen hundreds. Yep. That's all I really got on that is they didn't really. Uh, but those are those are pretty much the big ones for that time period where I guess a lot of that comes from that moves us more into the present day. Yeah. Or at least into like the 20th century when Bird shows up. Right. And um, which I, I noticed, too, and I don't know if you saw this when you were looking stuff up on this, but that the Nazis mm-hmm. had a little interest. Oh, yeah. In the underground realms yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other theory. Is that that's where they that's where Hitler escaped to? He he they were working they were in league, they were in with league. the Agarthians or whatever they call themselves. And <laughs> right, yeah. So and the um and and from the stuff that I've got here, and kind of my notes, I pulled from about six different books, which I'll list them out later at some point. But uh, in the time life mystic places. Uh, series, which was very popular in the 80s. It was like 25, 30 of those volumes. Uh, chapter 5, The Inner World. Okay. There is a little uh, information about the Nazis and their interest in the uh, hollow earth. And I didn't go, just going to bring it up now since we're, since we're in this little, talking about this little time period. Yeah. Uh, did you see anything about the U-boat U-209? No. Well, apparently that U-boat found an underwater entrance Uh-oh. into I love it. the hollow earth, right? And there's even, uh, like with like with Bird and his diary entries, there was a letter that supposedly one of the crew, uh, you know, wrote and, uh, I guess it kind of, uh, I wouldn't say leaked. Oh. Got out, huh? Yeah. But it's, uh, you can find some information online about the story of U Boat U 209. So, what, did they actually, like, go in there and did you read about it at all? Did you? Did they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they basically just, uh, they, they found an entrance. And this, the, by the way, this letter came out in 1985, you know, to be able to say that this thing's authentic yeah you know you can't really when did uh bird's diary entry come out like when was that discovered um did you tell me earlier yeah uh 
you you keep going about this. I'll find that for sure. Okay, so anyway, I think it's pretty well known that the Nazis had a lot of occult beliefs. Have you seen that before? Oh yeah. Um and so like, you know, I think that was even sort of the premise obviously of like uh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, I think so. A they lot, were sending out uh and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh expeditions around the world to find uh artifacts right mm-hmm. ark of the covenant right face melter the old face melter yeah anyway just from from the uh from the book there the time life series uh quote according to some accounts hitler may even have believed that he had seen a a member of what he called a super race from the inner earth he was real fixated on that. I yeah. don't know if you know him in regards to the way he thought. Anyway, he reportedly told Hermann Rausting, the Nazi governor of Danzig, quote, the new man is living amongst us now. He is here. I will tell you a secret. I have seen the new man. He is intrepid and cruel. I was afraid of him, end quote. The Fuhrer was also rumored to have dispatched expeditions to Tibet and Mongolia in search of underground wisdom. I don't know what the hell that means. But uh, apparently they were looking for something. And yeah. it may have pertained to the hollow earth that they had uh, obviously heard about. Yeah, so those, those, they, they're always looking for something. They always were. They, or are they still <laughs> right. down there? Does it describe the uh, the people that that live down there, supposedly? In uh, the story of the U-boat, yeah, um, I couldn't tell you on that on that part. Okay. I just happened to see. Like, if you're going to ask questions, I can't help you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Because, but I can tell I've you heard. that there was supposedly a U-boat that found an entrance uh, into the hollow earth. Yeah, and you know, I do actually have the letter, but you may have to. Um, talk for just a second yeah because i've heard multiple different things about what the if, if we're going to talk about the an underground kingdom of some sort there's a lot of different stories some of them that they're, they look just like us some of them a lot like the moonite people they're just white they're very pale they can't really see all that well but then there's one of these fantastical stories where they're very tall they're green because and one of the theories on the green is because they live underground, they have to live off some kind of like photosynthesis. So their skin is green. Grapes down there. Everything's larger. Grapes were the size of your head, Josh. Your head. I did not read anything about that. Birds, three hundred foot wingspans. All kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff. Hoodoo and voodoo yeah. and all kinds of weird shit. Yep. So yeah, I do have the letter, then, uh, which I can show you now. Yeah, but it's in German, it, and I can't read German. It looks official. I didn't get the. Uh, I saw I, it for a second there. I went away. I didn't get the trans the translation. Yeah, yeah and that that picture is that the, the Hollow Earth picture there. That's a classic image. Yeah, yeah. That's an old uh, right. That's an old picture of the. Yep. Yep. But you know, yeah, maybe maybe I'll make that the cover art for this one episode. What do you think? Maybe you should. Yeah, because that new cover art's... Uh, yeah, sorry. All I can do today is just tell you that uh, apparently 
you know, they found an entrance. I'm sorry I can't tell you more. Take that and go and hey. enjoy and find and read and it's okay. Do your own deep dive, everyone. Well, I can tell you what happened to Richard Bird. Do you have that whole story? Um I have read it and I have the diary handy to read some oh, of his okay, perfect. journal entries. Perfect. Because uh, the journal entries, when you were talking about things, how they kind of, you know, tie into other things that we've seen, because we deal with this stuff all the time. The strange, the unusual. Yep. I mean, we're just reading about this stuff constantly, so. Yeah, I just. Uh, so this did, it took place in 1947. This harrowing tale that's about to be unfolded. This was the Ar- Arctic Expedition? Yes. yes. I was, was thinking that there. was in the 20s, but I guess not. Well, he died in 1956. This is one of his later oh, okay. thing, l- later expeditions. I, th- I want to say it was just kind of like a... It was affiliated with the military, but I think it was kind of like a, more of a personal... This was the find the North Pole or fly over the North yeah, Pole? Yeah, just kind of just something to do at this point, right? He's an admiral. Hey, General, give me some of your plans. I'm going to go up here. And the Admiral, yes, sir. Right? Now that works. But anyways, do you have you have it right there? So you can interrupt me if I'm incorrect. No, I'm, I'm just uh, looking through because there's a couple of quotes from it that yeah. were were pretty well known, I think. Yeah. Some of his, like, the land beyond the pole was kind of what set this thing off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know any of the quotes. But do you not have it handy? you come in. It's on my Kindle. I didn't really highlight anything. Oh, gotcha. So he's flying along, right? His his instruments start going crazy, as they do up there at the poles. Did you read all this part? And then it's, uh, he gets so he starts to get guided in. Something like tractor beams him. Yeah, the, the magnetic anomalies around yes. the Earth, that that fascinates me. Because those, those happen not just at the poles. They happen lots of places yeah. where instruments begin to fail. Mm-hmm. So... Continue, yeah. sorry. Yep, and so he gets, he's, and then at some point, he, he's just tractor beamed. He's no longer controlling his aircraft. He's got a navigator with him. They're both, what the hell's going on here? So they start being guided into a Sims hole, at which point he starts being contacted over his radio, saying, hello, we're, we're not going to harm you, all, you know, all these peaceful messages. All right. They land in this, he look, he's looking down, he describes trees, Animals, water, vegetation of all kinds, and people. He meets, I forgot, the, I forgot, it's King something or other, of Agartha, meets this person. And guess what? They Guess, guess what happens? They have a sit down. What does this guy say? Something you've heard before. Can you guys please cool it with your weapons? You're going to destroy this planet. We're not coming up there until you guys calm down. Similar? Sound familiar? Aerial school. Yep. The same telepathic message of destruction and and doom for yep. humanity if yep. we don't uh, change our ways. Yeah, he's saying they're not. They are no longer going to be dealing with us while we're acting a fool upon the surface. Is pretty much what he's saying. Pass this message along. We'll send you on your way. So. It gets back on his plane. They tractor beam him out of the hole. <laughs> he's on his he's on his way. 
and then supposedly he tells his superiors all this. And it doesn't really doesn't really go far, obviously. But then there's a secret diary, which is a little it's it is a little suspect. It's written very odd. Did you read like any of the diary? Yeah. Um. Well, um, are you talking about like the um a lot of exclamation points and just it's it's written like somebody else wrote it. Huh. Right now, I'm just looking at his flight log. Yeah. Is there any any odd logs? Um, you know, he's basically just going through the basics of, um, you know, just the flight. Just the usual. Slight turbulence, 0800 hours noted from easterly direction, altitude 23, 21 feet, correction to 1700 feet. He just, he's basically just chiming these off. Yeah. Both magnetic and gyro compasses beginning to gyrate and wobble. We are unable to hold our heading by instrumentation. Take bearing with sun compass, yet all seems well. The controls are seemingly slow to respond and have sluggish quality, but there is no indication of icing. Right. Right. Which I think right about there, that's where the control was taken from them. According to this story. Right. And then they were, what I just said, they were all... About 45 minutes later, we are crossing over the small mountain range and still proceeding northward. Best as as can be ascertained beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below, he says. Here we go. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow to the port side... Uh, our great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth at 1,000 hours. Well, that's odd. It's a little strange. Yeah. 1030 hours, encountering more rolling green hills now. The external temperature indicator reaches 74 degrees. He's in the Arctic. Yeah. Deep. Continuing on our heading now, navigation instruments seem normal. I am puzzled over their actions. Attempt to contact base camp. Radio is not functioning. Right. And this is an admiral, not just some yahoo. Right. Some so, clown. Once again, not just some some guy. 11.35 hours, our radio crackles, and a voice comes through in English with what perhaps is a slight Nordic or Germanic accent. The message is, Quote, welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral, you are in good hands. End quote. I note the engines of our plane have stopped running. The aircraft is under some strange control and is now turning itself. The controls are useless. And that's the tractor beam. Well, let me, let me do it. <laughs> All right. Good. Yep. That's good. You just keep reading. I'm going to do sound effects. <laughs> okay. No, it's that's basically where it goes. Right. And then and that's and that's are you are you reading it from the secret diary there, or the missing or is that like the official report? This is it. This is his um this is him coming clean. Yeah, okay. Just basically talking about what happened. Yeah. You know, is like the radio man and I are taken from the aircraft and we are received in a most cordial manner, he says. We were then boarded on a small platform like a conveyance with no wheels. It moves us towards the glowing city with great swiftness. The glowing city. 
As we approach, the city seems to be made of crystal material. Soon we arrive at a large building that is a type I have never seen before. It appears to be right out of the design board of Frank Lloyd Wright, or perhaps, more correctly, out of a Buck Rogers setting. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't read any of that. Yeah, that's all from the uh, that's all from the diary. This is him uh, going in, going in. Well, how do you like that? So, one of the hosts speaks to him. "Quote: Have no fear, Admiral. You are to have an audience with the master." There it is. The and master. A little crazy. So, do you just right now at this point? Do you believe any of that? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is hard to believe. It's a little fantastical. It is. It is. But it's, a, I don't know. I it's that, it's that same old thing that keeps coming down with me. I want to believe it so badly. And I'm not opposed to the, to a hollow earth in general. But the, in fact, there's a kingdom. That is the part I'm not really... 100% on. You know what I'm saying? This kingdom, the one that they went to <laughs> in the yeah. 1940s. Yeah. Well, actually, I'd really like to know where the diary entry materialized, where it came from. I'd be very interested to see. Yeah. All we can do is share this information with you, and you can go off on your own and, and check it out. Yeah. Come to your own determination, as we always encourage. 100%. Do you want to keep going with the diary? Is there more there? Oh, there's a lot. You got more. The diary, there's a lot of information. I the love whole it. it's the whole interaction I love it. he has. I love he basically it. I love it. I'm not gonna keep going with it though. Oh okay. <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm gonna keep reading that shit. Why? You're doing you're, you're doing so good. Well, you know, people do you, can uh, do you have the part where he, where they tell him not to keep nuking each other or whatever the hell whatever he says? Uh, standby, standby. It's got because that it just ties everything all together in a nice, lovely bow. And it's it's also this took place in 1947, which was the same year we all know Roswell took place. Yeah, that's kind of strange, isn't it? So everything everything's coming together. Yeah, I do have that. Uh, I do have that right here. Quote, yes, my son, replied the master, the dark ages that will come now for your race will cover the earth like a pale. What? Sorry, this, this typing is very, very small. And I don't have my glasses on. Uh-oh. It says, like a pall. But I believe that some of your race will live through the storm. Beyond that, I cannot say. We see a great distance we see at a great distance a new world stirring from the ruins of your race, seeking its lost and legendary treasures. And they will be here, my son, safe in our keeping. When that time arrives, we shall come forward again to help revive your culture and your race. Sounds like we're all going to die, and whatever's left is the ones that are going to help out. Yeah, and he knows he said again. We'll come forward again yeah, to yeah. help you. Perhaps by then you will have learned the futility of war and its strife. And after that time, certain of your culture and science will be returned. Certain of your culture and science will be returned for your race to begin anew. You, my son, are to return to the surface world with this message. Mm -hmm. 
With these closing words, our meeting seemed at an end. I stood for a moment as in a dream, but yet I knew this was reality. And for some strange reason, I bowed, bowed slightly, either out of respect or humility. I do not know which. Would you have done that? Just give a little curtsy. Would you? Have Thank uh, you, sir. Thanks. Thank you. Would you put on the accent? I'm terrified Thank right you. now. Please don't kill me. Yeah. As you eat a grape the size of your head. <laughs> Super grapes. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems the fact he said again. So are they just how many times did he go through that same speech with the human race? Do you think? The 18th time. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, welcome. Uh, well, yeah, we'll be up there <laughs> after. Yeah, we'll see it again in 50, 100 years, whatever. Yeah. At least a few times, eh? Yeah, I'd say so. So, all this is still going on today, the search for the hollow earth in the Arctic. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, when we were talking about this. You said there was actually one going there's a, on. There's a guy. There's something happening with that? Yeah. Right now, well, just just to give before we get into that, just a little bit of perspective here. This kind of put it into. Oh, I could hear that. It sounded lovely. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't Sorry. be sarcastic. No, I liked it. But uh, so we have the whole the, the the crust, the mantle, and the core. Right. We've all seen that picture in the in the encyclopedia. Right. Right. Encyclop in your uh, in your National Geographic's. But uh, that itself is a theory, which I didn't know until I started the, looking at this. The way the Earth is made up is a theory. Yeah, that itself is a theory. We've never actually been. No, this is what I'm about to blow your mind right here. It's f roughly 4,000 miles to the center of the Earth. Okay. And now we've, we've, we have a super deep borehole called the Kola Super Deep Borehole. It's in near the Russia-Norway border. I'm going to throw some numbers at you here. Okay. We've gone down 40,230 feet, and for everybody else that's not in America, it's 12,262 meters. It's almost eight miles. That's not the, much. That's the deepest we've gone. 0.2% of the way down is as far as we have gotten as humans. 0.2%. Yeah. So we don't know what the hell is going on down there, really. We have, th we have our theories. Right, our seismic readings, but like I said, they just found that whole a lot of water down there. So all lots, these th lots of theories. There's these things called shadow waves, apparently, they, which they say you have your all kinds of reading, and then you different waves. There's these shadow waves that show up, and the way they explain that is, well, that's magma. So the waves, this, you know, the seismology doesn't work through liquid as well, or air. Mm. But they don't know. Yeah, but they just—they don't know what it is. They're just uh, guessing, theorizing. It must be pocket of magma. So that's a little crazy. It is a little crazy. Yeah, and like I said, the honeycomb Earth—that's a—that's a more reasonable thing to believe, I think. So there's that. Now there is a guy. This day, <laughs> he's alive right now. His, right. name, his name is Dr. Brooks Agnew, and he's some type of a mathematician. He was in the Air Force. He's from Pasadena. Okay. So we got, he's got a degree in chemistry from, ready for this, Tennessee Technical University. <laughs> okay. And he graduated top of his class in electrical engineering from the Air Force. 
And uh, he actually has a uh, an expedition set for the summer of 2022. It's about a year away. It's called the North Pole Inner Earth Expedition. And if you want, and I encourage you all to do this, go to patreon.com slash brooksagnew. Give him a few bucks. B-R-O-O-K-S-A-G-N-E-W. Give him some cash. <laughs> Give him some Skrilla. Because we need this to happen. Listen to a couple of interviews with him. He sounds like a real smart guy. As they all do. Everybody dealing with a hollow earth seems to be a pretty decent fella. Well-written books. Commendable I've fellas. And this guy is no different. He's starting, he actually is in North Carolina. I, think, I believe I showed you the picture of his electric truck. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm not going to say it's the best looking thing, but it's still <laughs> a prototype. But he's trying to get electric yeah, truck start. company going. Yeah. you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. And I heard, I just, you know, so just go there, give him some cash, perhaps volunteer. If there, I'll tell you what, if there's an option to volunteer, I'm going. I'm in. But, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that that's a good summary of Hollow Earth. And again, just like the real Earth, we're just scratching the surface here. We just scratched it. Just, we point two percent at it. Pretty much. Yeah. So, do you, unless you have anything else you want to add, uh, well, you know what? I do have something to add. Dr. Brooks Agnew was talking about these. There's up in the North Pole area, they're finding these animals. Pollen. They're finding pollen. Animals. There's a bird. Check this out. Called the Ross's gull, like a seagull. In the Arctic? In the Arctic. It comes, you know how birds fly south? Right. This, when it comes south, it's in northern Canada and certain parts of Alaska. And then when it goes back home up north, they don't know where the hell it goes. The there's, so much, there's so much we don't know. Yeah. They don't know where the hell this thing goes. So it, could it be going to those lovely green hills? Pastures. Pastures. Mountains. Yeah. Forests. Who knows? And they're, I guess apparently they're too small to pop trackers on, supposedly. So... Huh. But yeah, so there's pollen up there, leaves, and then you hear the more weird ones about like full mastodons and right. But I don't know about that. Yeah, I saw some of those. Uh, yeah, people talking about that. Yeah, but it's just something to think about. And yeah. then you got all these UAPs flying around, zipping around. They could be coming from there, right? USOs. That U boat went down there. Surely they can get out if you can get in, <laughs> right? So, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I'm leaning more towards the honeycomb earth than those pictures in the National Geographics that you want to get your picture on the front of so bad. Jones. The honeycomb earth, again, explain that real quick. You Did did you explain that thoroughly? It's more, more like it's not one big open area underground. It's just a series of caves series and passageways. Caves and big open areas, but maybe but not like a full second earth. Right. Yeah. So is it possible that he, Bird, for example, found one of these entrances mm -hmm. and just flew into that? 100%. Or was tractor beamed into that? Yeah. Yeah. Or? But not a full on, you know, whole, whole, whole interior second, open yeah. earth right. area, but right. something more like a, right. not a cave, but uh, just an entrance into something. Yeah. Hmm. You never know. 
But that's what he is going to find out. And yeah, I look you forward know, to his findings. And this is the guy that's in North Carolina has got this expedition that he's... Yeah. The It's going to be a costly venture. North Pole, Inner Earth expedition. Yeah, it's going to be... Co- they got a nice icebreaker ship. Because apparently, you c- if you can't... You, nobody wants to fly over it, apparently. You can't fly that low because there's a lot of... I'm not really under, I'm not really sure why. I think you can't right. get, you can't get far enough up there with a plane to fly, however far you need to go and land safe because it's jagged, constantly changing landscape. So that's his reason he wants to boat his way up there, <laughs> break that ice. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure how all that works. You're gonna have to go go find out for yourselves. Once that's what we're gonna end this podcast, I think. Well, in the. Uh Kind of, kind of along the same lines was uh, I was just kind of reading about the Antarctic. You know, it's, there's been that whole Earth crust displacement theory, where you know, the the Antarctic continent wasn't always on the bottom of the planet. Yeah, and it wasn't covered by an ice sheet that's thousands of feet thick. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what's on the continent itself. It's covered in yeah. ice. Yeah. Uh, so I had been reading that there were some strange, and there have been found some strange sort of magnetic anomalies again mm-hmm. in the Antarctic. That's one of the Atlantis. That's another where that could have gone too. Is yeah, that was one of the theories that uh, that's the continent somehow. It just yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that theory has been disproven officially. I mean, there was the whole Pangea thing, right? Which yeah. was all of the continents together, and then there was the drift, the continental drift, yeah. and everything drifted apart. Yeah, but along with honeycomb earth, one of the theories to explain the drifting continents and all that is expanding earth. You see kind of how they were all together. Right. Saying the earth, every every celestial body expands. So the earth is has been expanding this whole time, creating those pockets, Causing stuff like, like if you draw a little smiley face on a balloon, it more it blows up, the bigger it gets. Kind of the continents. That's how the continental drift is occurring. It's another theory. Lots of theories. Everything, Lots of theories, man. A GD theory. But so many theories. Yeah. But the yeah. Just you know, the magnetic anomalies. I was I was reading an article that was talking about, and of course they can't they can't figure out are not going to be able to find how this was because it was so deep, but it was like 2,500 miles or 2,500 feet deep in the in the ice shelf. There was some sort of strange magnetic anomaly that was that they found. This was in 2001. This was a U.S. Uh, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency um, research uh, trip that was going on down in the in the Antarctic. They said that it was uh, believed to have been consistent with a man-made const- construction, which was kind of odd. Yeah. It's like the beginning of that Alien Predator movie. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of underground, under-iced pyramid type. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of strange, too. It could be like a uh, a meteorite, a large, you mm-hmm. know. I think I read, too, that that was, that was another possibility. I think the makeup of those is they're, they're metallic, you know. Yeah. Like the one that took out the dinosaurs on the Yucatan up there, that big one? Supposedly. I guess they had similar readings when they discovered that one. So, Mm -hmm. uh, same thing was going on. Same thing is going on in the Antarctic. 
but uh, you know, it's weird. Yeah, a lot of theories thrown around, but the scientists—they're sticking with the crust mantle core. That's when they're sticking with for some reason. The most dull of them all. <laughs> the most boring. Yeah. It's usually how it goes, though. So, yeah. Hmm. Unless you have anything else to add. I don't think I do. Yeah. I think. Well, I would also encourage you all to go see Godzilla versus Kong. Cause Kong goes to the Hollow Earth. I think that was... Oh, does he? Yeah. You didn't see that? You surprised me. It was not the best of movies. <laughs> so, yeah, um there's a friendly reminder too that the uh Antarctica, for just talking about the different uh, the poles here, that one was just discovered in like the 1820s officially. Yeah. So, uh you know, that that leaves a lot of room for, you know, there still being some mysteries out there. Mhm. It was a, a Russian expedition in the 1820s that discovered... 1820s, yeah. Doesn't seem possible. Graham uh, Hancock talks about that in his books, uh, Fingerprints of the Gods, Magician of the Gods, Yeah, that there are earlier maps, like the Peary Reese map, 1513, that show Antarctica, okay? And... Uh, I think they sort of theorized that they wanted to just, well, they knew the earth was this and it wasn't flat or maybe it is. How dare you? (laughs) Right. I don't want to step on any toes here, but uh, they theorized that they may have put in on their maps. They may have put a land mass down on the north, uh, the North Pole and the South Pole to even things out just to make it even. Right. Like it needed something there. Yeah. They didn't really know that something was there, even though the coastlines sort of match up on some of these maps. It's my understanding he's hmm. pointed this out. It was the Peary Reese map, and then there was um, there's there's a couple uh, that he's actually mentioned in his books. How do you like that? You know what the, you know what they say: the larger the continent of knowledge gets, as does the coastline of the unknown. <laughs> Who says so, that? I don't know. I heard it somewhere. I don't know. It's good. It's good. Yeah. But uh so, you know, I'd be very curious to see what's what's down there. Antarctica specifically. It's intriguing. It'd be cool to go there. Because it's a continent. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. And it's covered in ice. Yeah. And then did you hear John Kerry, a lot of other people a lot of like Obama went there? I wonder why. Are they meeting with some some people, perhaps. <laughs> Just spit this spitballing. Where did you know. Where did you hear this? When was this taking place? Uh, like five, ten years ago. I don't know. It was. Uh, I. I don't know. I just remember that happening. And then I just thought it'd be a funny thing to say. Well, oh. they meeting with some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. Twenty six. This is an estimate. Twenty six million. 500,000 gigatons of ice is what the ice sheet is. Jeez. Ice sheet is on Antarctica. It's crazy. It's a lot of ice. It's a lot. It's I saw some stuff like there was like uh sort of like uh theories about some pyramids poking out of the ice and stuff too. You've seen people have seen, I guess I guess they're supposed to be mountains, right? 
kind of sticking out of the ice, but people are theorizing that there could be some pyramids down there. Yeah. How Wouldn't cool that, that be, be something if they found one of those? We need global warming to melt that ice. <laughs> it's a lot of ice. Yeah. Like when it melts off, um, it's mostly just the uh, sheet that's like in the bays and stuff. It's when you see those pictures and videos, yeah. like it's the actual ice sheet is uh, it's quite large. It's a big one. But so, uh, so yeah. Well, well, there it is. How about some books? Yeah, yeah. Would you like some books? Because if you go looking for this uh, hollow earth stuff, you're going to find lots of reading material. So I'm just going to list off a couple of books here for you. I was kind of pulling and, and perusing six. I actually read none. <laughs> none of these books. <laughs> like in some other previous episodes, we'll have actually read some material. I've read nothing. I think this. you're supposed to say you read them all. I'll, cu- I'll cut that first part out. Okay. Yeah. How many books did you read? All. How many? All of them. All six. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, uh, just real quick, here's <laughs> the, um, and maybe I could send this to you, and you could include this in the show notes so people can go and find these for themselves. Yep. Uh, we got the Secret Lost Diary of Admiral Richard E. Byrd, and the Phantom of the Poles. Okay. Number two, got the Kingdom of Agatha, A Journey into the Hollow Earth by Raymond W. Bernard. Is that who you saw? Was that the book on the, that's the one book I found on the Kingdom of Agatha. Oh, uh, yeah. It was by uh, Raymond I, Bernard. Yeah, just that. And then I've just read a lot of just other, other stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, just, yeah. For people are talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Number three, The Hollow Earth, the greatest geographical discovery in history made by Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Uh, number four, I was pulling some information and reading in their little chapter five, the Time Life series, Mystic Places. This is the inner world section. Number five, Sims' theory of concentric spheres, demonstrating that the Earth is hollow, habitable within, and widely open about the poles. 1826 is when that one uh, was uh, published. And then, of course, uh, just some information about the Antarctic. Uh, it was Charles Hapgood's 1966 book, Maps of the Ancient Sea Kings. Sea Kings or Sea Kings? Sea Kings, yeah. Okay. Sea, like an ocean. A oh, sea. And then kings. And a king. These were the people that were explorers. Got you. You know? Okay. I like it. And speaking of the books, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Remember we spoke earlier about the possible contest giveaway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. Did this once before, and it worked. So we're going to do it. I have a copy of The Secret Lost Diary of Admiral Richard E. Byrd Ooh. and The Phantom of the Poles, as you previously mentioned, that you read, that you loved. Exciting. Yeah. We're going to give that to the first person that does the following. Goes to iTunes. Leaves, I would like a positive review, but you can leave any review you want. Like any I said. Any review you and want. And we will read it on this podcast unless it's something heinous. Obvi- and you know what that means. We'll read it even still. All right. We'll bleep, bleep some words out if we have to. Okay. We'll read it. 
Yeah, so you do that. Take a screenshot of that and email us at terriblyvexpodcast. Seems like a lot of work. It's not really. You do it all on your phone. It's, I wouldn't it's do si- it. Simple sc- for a for a book, a free one, a free book. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not free to me. I'm gonna purchase this for you, but it's a brand new copy of this book. If you just do that, just leave us a good review. Rate it. Not a good one. You don't have to. You can just whatever. Whatever a, you feel after a, you've listened to a few of our episodes. A review. A review, yeah. right. Rate, review, subscribe. A review. Email us a screenshot of that. Sent to iTunes. And boom, bam. First one. We will send you that book. The book can be yours. You can learn all about this on your own. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Is it not? Yeah. There we go. That is the contest right there. Done. Good. So yeah, what what else do what else do we do? What else do we do at the end here? What else do we do? Go email, Instagram, Terravex Podcast. Yeah, you know. Twitter now. Twitter, Terravexed. Terribly vexed podcast. Podcast, yeah. Put up uh, uh links to the episodes up on our Twitter page. Yeah. We're not terribly active over there. No, but semi active on the Instagram think upcoming episodes and whatnot some other tidbits and information and right you know yeah so there it is do all that first one to email us gets the book contact us any comments personal comments who do you like better (laughs) (laughs) what can can josh do better (laughs) right make better notes yeah well Learn to read hey, while I talk, me too. which I can't do. <laughs> hey, we'll get there. So there it is. Hollow Earth done. Hey, uh, before you send us off there, um, should we sort of uh, hint at that we're going to be trying to get uh, an interview here yeah. in, in the next uh, couple episodes? Yeah. We're going to start working on some interviews. We're going to try and do one interview for every 10 episodes, we're going to try to get an interview in there. And so we've already done the tracker, Dwight McCarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know where we're going to go just just yet for the next interview. Yeah. But we are going to try and mix in an interview every once in a while. And it's that time again. And it's not just going to be like one of our friends. It's going to be like a, somebody that can have, has like some good answers to questions. A professional. A professional. Somebody that's intelligent. Hopefully... With an accent of some sort <laughs> to sound even more authoritative. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get to working on that right now. Yeah. Today, after we finish. Well, there we go. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. Probably tomorrow. Well, you want to call that good? Uh, Okay. Yeah. And I want to apologize. Eh, I forget it. I was going to apologize for our heinous artwork, but. We're working on stuff. Theme song. It's artwork. awful, yeah. It's cover garbage. art. It's garbage. Don't judge us on that. It is total shit. Yeah. We got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. All right. Uh, that's it for me, Justin. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. And? Me, Josh. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.